This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello. And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today in episode 226, we're going to be talking about exploring AI with your homeschooled teen. Well, obviously, you can also do this with um, younger children, but in particular, this is a topic that you should be talking about and exploring with your teens. By now, I'm sure you have been noticing all the hoopla there is around ChatGPT and AI in general. If you haven't already listened to the previous episodes I did on ChatGPT, this would be a good time to stop and to go and listen to those. I will have the link in the show notes. You can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So anything else that I mentioned will also be linked to from the show notes. You could also find the show notes just by scrolling down in your podcast player and it should just show up there as well. Now, the way AI is developing currently, and especially your um, generative AI like uh, ChatGPT, and of course there are are, um, Bing's coming out with one, Microsoft's coming out with one, so there's all these different ones, and they're all getting incorporated into into various different um, other packages. So all of this is new for all of us. Although AI has been around for a while, it it wasn't really useful. Um, Well, it was useful, but it it wasn't out there in a big way. And it definitely wasn't so accessible to just the ordinary person, i.e. you and me. So now we have this brand new tech, definitely uh, the biggest change in your lifetime. Our children may well see something that's more disruptive than this. I don't know. But this gives you an opportunity to with your teen, show them how to actually look at new tech, evaluate it, learn it, all those things. I'm going to bring up five different things that I think uh, relate to how you should be exploring AI with your teen. So if, if you already are, and I have in some of the groups I'm in, I have noticed some parents are saying that they are sitting down and doing things with their teens. Well, great, you probably don't need this. But if you don't know where to start or don't want to start, please listen. And I hope that I will show you why you need to be talking about AI and learning about AI with your teens and just how you can get started. So the first thing is uh, you want to show your child a growth mindset. As an adult, you might feel, I don't want to know anything about this AI stuff. I'm too old. It scares me. I just don't want to know. Well, burying your head in the sand isn't going to help. (laughs) And secondly, you're not showing your children how they should approach new things. You know, when they get uh, to calculus and they think this is just too hard, I'm going to put my head in the sand. No, they have to realize this is something they have to push through. And if they're going to need it for college, they're going to have to learn it. Okay, I never learned calculus, but your kid might need to. 
So I think that's the first thing is show them that you are never too old to learn. Show them that although a topic might seem big and overwhelming, you just start small and slowly learn. If you know nothing about this whole field, find a few blog posts to read. Um, listen to some more podcasts. There is so much out there. You can find something that's relevant to you and you can start to learn together with your child. As you are learning, you will find some things that you definitely need to be teaching your kids. The first thing is that uh, when we're looking at the text-based AI, so your chat GPT, those kinds of things, anything that's providing you with information, that they are not always correct. This might not be the case in 100 years or five years or I don't know. We don't know where this is going. And I think that's that's something you can you need to admit to your child. Nobody is an expert on this right now. We are all learning. It's changing all the time and we're all trying to figure this out. So you need, the first thing is it's not always correct. It will sometimes very confidently give the wrong answers. Uh, I've had it happen to me. I've listened to so many different podcasts where people have said how it's it's done it for them as well. Sometimes it just doesn't quite understand what you're asking it, but it's also, I, I was asking it about a short story and it um, gave me completely the wrong short story and wrong author and really got it wrong. So whatever you're getting, ChatGPT right now is not giving links to its sources. So you don't know exactly where it's coming from. So when it's that type, when it's actual information, you've got to make sure your children know that they need to check it out. They need to check it up and find an actual, um, you know, place that's credible, that they can be sure that the information they're getting from Chad GPT is correct. Because it's just look through the, the internet and books and amassed its knowledge. And not everything that's in its brain right now is correct. And it's going to take it a while to figure that out. I've even found it, you know, giving the incorrect formulas uh, for science. So, you know, as useful as it can be, you also have to understand its limits. The other thing that um, you need to understand is that it's it's not really intelligent. It has just taken the intelligence of humans that is already out there in various forms. It's, you know, got it all from the internet. And remember, ChatGPT in particular is from 2021 and before. It's it's not current, but obviously different ones will do this differently. But it's taken this all together and it decides what it thinks is the correct answer to what you're asking. And it's often really good. And it will give you answers, but it's using what's out there, which means not only can it be incorrect, but it's also going to come with a bias because people are biased and it's got its information from people in the first place. So if you are, and you should be, teaching your child about media bias, you now need to incorporate into that teaching AI because this is, again, a form of media and we're going to have to learn that we can't just take what it's saying and assume it's always correct. Um, at this point, I just want to say to you, you may kind of think, well, how am I going to learn? What do I look at? I'm going to just give you a few places that are easy to go and play around with with your, with your children. Obviously, ChatGPT, free. It's a great place to go and start asking questions, seeing what it will give you, seeing what it can and what it can't do, its limitations, and also um, the benefits of it and you know how it can make your life easier. The, um, the Microsoft Designer, I had to get on a list, but it's now opened up to me, so you can see if you can get onto that. 
it uh, creates graphics and I've just played around with it a little bit, but it was really easy to use. So that's another one you might want to look at from that side of things. And then Canva, which I like to talk about so much, they have quite a few AI tools as part of Canva. They now have um, a Canva Docs and it has basically a chat GPT. I think it might be running on chat GPT, but it's got that all built in that in the docs, you can actually use AI to help you outline and write. And this eventually I'm sure is going to be part of Google docs and every other word processing package out there. So, you know, it's, it's going to be there and we need to learn about it um, and get ahead of it rather than being behind and trying to catch up. Uh, Canva also has, um, it's whenever they sort of put magic in front of it, you can know there's, there's a tool like under presentations where um, you can use their magic tool, whatever it's called, to help you create a presentation. Um, I'm going to go and play around with that. I haven't yet. And then under the apps, there's a text to image where you type what you're wanting and it will give you an image based on it. So there's just you know, if you just take those three places or even just Canva and ChatGPT, you can start to look at it. Um, listening, by the way, for more Canva next week, we actually um, show sponsor Funder Fund Academy is having a new Canva class and the teacher is coming to talk all things Canva, not just about the class, but just a, um, about a lot of what Canva can do. So, and I, I know I've talked about it quite a lot, but it has changed so much in the last six months that you really want to come and listen in. Okay, so that's the first thing. You want to show your child that you can learn, you want to sit with them, you want to show their growth mindset. The next thing I suggest you do is start to think about the ethical questions around it. So a little bit more philosophical here. You want to start to think about um, what should the limits be for AI? What is an ethical way to use it? Are there ways that it isn't ethical to use it? Um, if you've been reading the news, you'll know that a lot of like the CEOs of Google and um, some of the other big tech companies are concerned that if we don't put limits in, uh, AI will get out of control. There are also concerns by like artists who are saying, well, all this this generative art, you know, when you're typing things in and it's just producing things, it's got to be producing that off of an original picture of a dog. So if you're kind of having, you know, dog playing the violin, well, wh whose original violin picture, whose original dog picture is it using to sort of create that new picture? And so there are those questions too. And I'm sure you'll think of any many more things. And it's a good thing to stop and actually talk because you know, your child might one day be in a position when they can actually influence others. You know, right now we can have our ethical questions. We can use those when we choose who to vote for in the next election, but most of us aren't going to have much of a say and be able to do much to change um, how things are right now out there. You need to remember that tech is a tool. I, you know, when I've been posting about this in groups, I've I always have a couple of people who kind of come to it with the uh, AI is bad, I don't want to use it, I, I, it's just look at all the terrible things it can do. Yes, that's true, but remember it's a tool that can be used for good or evil. You know, think about the printing press. We all look and say, wow, the printing press was a great invention. Uh, you know, first book off was the Bible, great. Well, many other bad things have been printed off the printing press. 
Would we now say the printing press is bad? Well, no. It's it's using, we want to look at it though and say, you know, how can we use each tool that's out there in a good way, in a bad way? And what protections can we put around it so that this tool does not get used in a way it shouldn't? Um, you know, this is our podcast. Podcasting again is a tool. Again, hopefully I'm using it for good and you're learning things, but people can also use it to spread wrong ideas, as can social media. You know, we see, um, I like being on Instagram and I learn a lot and get enjoyment by looking at cat pictures. But again, people can spread misinformation, disinformation, uh, bullying can happen on social media. So much of it is not good. Does that mean that the social media itself is wrong? No, it's just a tool. The internet in general is just a tool that can be used in different ways. So th that's a good thing to talk about. And following on for that, I'm going to go into number three. How then should they be using it, particularly in their schoolwork? Now, if you are the parent who's grading their schoolwork, you need to sit and have this discussion with them. And, um, you know, how much are you okay with it? them using it if they have to read a long uh, article are you all right with them putting that article into chat gpt and asking for a summary if they're writing an essay are you okay with them brainstorming on chat gpt outlining with chat gpt using it for titles by the way the title of this podcast came to me from chat gpt i am not good with titles um so i yes i used it uh the rest of this podcast, I outlined myself. I didn't use ChatGPT for it. Are you going to let your child write the essay and then put it into ChatGPT and ask ChatGPT if they can improve on it, correct the grammar? There are all these things that, you know, is there a right and a wrong to all these? I think it merely comes down to what um, you have told your child they may and may not do. Now, I listened to a very interesting um, video or watched an interesting YouTube video, and I'm going to link to this in the show notes. So it's Vicki Davis, who's known on the internet as Cool Cat Teacher. She's a tech teacher, and she interviewed Steve Dembo on um, generative AI. About halfway through the video, you can listen to the whole video, but about halfway through, he explains an experiment that he did with his students. He divided them into four different groups. One group had to write an essay, they all had the same topic. Um, they had, had to write an essay from scratch and not use ChatGPT at all. One of them was allowed to use it for the pre-planning. They could ask for quotes. They could use it for brainstorming, outlining, all that kind of stuff. But once they started to write, they couldn't touch it. Another group had to write it themselves, but then could put it into ChatGPT and they would ask ChatGPT to make it better. And the final group simply put the prompt um, they chose which prompt, you know, how to formulate the prompt, and they put that into ChatGPT. And then, without knowing which was which, he gave it all those essays to a different class. And he asked the class, so the two classes swapped essays, and he asked them to read all the essays and rank them into the ones they thought were the best, the ones they thought were the worst. Well, you might be surprised to know, but almost universally, the ones that were chosen as the best essays were the ones completely written by humans. Number two were the ones that were brainstormed with ChatGPT and then written 
by humans. Number three was the ones written um, by humans and then put into chat GPT. The problem with those was uh, he said that it seemed to it, it's it's improving the grammar actually kind of messed up the whole essay and he said the kids that <laughs> when those groups actually were pretty irritated because they could see that chat gpt had made their essays worse but he wouldn't let them change them because he was experimenting and then obviously right at the end was the ones just generated by chat gpt now this is good for you to show your teens you know watch this with them because if they think that it's a good shortcut to getting an a Maybe not. As someone I listened to said, ChatGPT is really good at doing average work. So if your child is okay with an average grade, maybe it's an easy way to go. But if they're wanting something better, maybe not. You know, cheating has always existed. And yes, kids are going to use uh, ChatGPT to cheat. You know, they could also have got a sibling to write it. There's so many different ways you can cheat. But let them also be aware that because AI isn't perfectly correct, it could actually incorporate errors into the essay, and those errors could give them away. Of course, also, I'm assuming personal integrity is important to you, and we need to explain that to our children and say, you know, don't do it just because you're not going to sleep so well, perhaps, at night. Um, if you are concerned that your child is actually going to be cheating, I suggest you make sure that you can view their computer at all times or get them to handwrite what they're doing. So it's not on the computer. I think going forward, we're going to start to see that uh, teachers are going to have to start to ask different types of questions that aren't so easy for AI to respond to. So, you know, incorporating personal experiences into the answer, personal opinions. Um, you're also going to be finding that you're going to, teachers are going to want students to be able to back up and discuss it in real time. So, you know, if I was a classroom teacher, I would be randomly calling on kids and say, oh, I liked your essay. Now, can you expand on this? And obviously, if they didn't write it themselves, they're going to have a lot of trouble actually expanding on that. So if they are doing an online class, I would suggest that if the teachers don't provide guidelines, I know, um, you know, I teach with Funder Fund Academy, show sponsor. I'm definitely going to be telling each teacher they need to provide guidelines for the students in their class as to how they are okay with students using it and how they aren't. Um, I'm definitely not planning to ban it in my classes, but I'm going to be giving clear guidelines as to what is acceptable. Right, then the next thing is you're going to need to teach, to learn yourselves and to sit with your, your teen, learn to use the AI well. You can ask different prompts, and different prompts will give you different results. I was talking about this to, with one of my children this week, and we were saying that people who haven't actually been playing around with it for the last few months are already like five months behind. Because those of us who have been, we are learning to start to improve the prompts. So what we are asking it to do is getting better and better. So we are getting better and better results. And this is something that, um, you know, I've already seen courses out there you could sort of find some free ones already on how to craft a good prompt and I'm probably going to go and try some of them myself and learn some of these tricks I heard someone I've listened to so many podcasts about um, AI that they all kind of run into each other so I'm not sure which one this one was but I heard someone say that it's not so much that uh, AI is going to be 
taking away people's jobs, but that people who know how to use AI are going to replace people who don't. And that's like a really good reason why you have to get in now and start to learn so that you're keeping up with it as it's changing all the time. The fifth one is talk to your teen about AI because it might affect their choice of career. There are many careers that AI is not going to be um, doing away with. You know, I think we all want real human doctors, real human teachers. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of jobs where you definitely still need the human element. And you know, AI is only as creative as the humans that it's it's using, um, the data that it's using, which was being from humans. And so, I think creativity, any job that requires a lot of creativity, is still going to be humans are going to be better than a machine. But you do want to stop and think about that because, you know, even, you know, low level programming now is going to be done by AI. You can easily just ask it to create a program to play tic-tac-toe, etc. However, designing a, a fun, interesting game, coming up with the plot and the plan behind the whole thing, I think humans are going to be doing that. And then using the AI to do a lot of the donkey work, the boring stuff. And I think it's going to just help us to be more and more creative as we move forward. My final takeaway here, I know it's been quite a lot, but is start now, start soon, if you can't start right now, and start small. Just, you know, do one or two things, but start making sure you're incorporating it in your homeschool. If you're using outside classes, Either make sure that they are using it um, or dealing with it and talking about it, or you need to add it in in some way or other. Uh, as I said, it will be part of the Canva class that we're going to be offering. And I also just realized as I was preparing this, I teach a computer applications class. And I realized I'm going to totally have to overhaul that class <laughs> because uh, it's outdated now. Almost every application that I am seeing now has an AI component to it. And I need to be teaching the children in that class to use those. So it's it's not just even going to be using AI by itself, but I probably will add that in as well. I'm probably going to have at least a module just covering AI, what it is, some of these things I've talked about today, and then start to also in every other module, like when we're talking about creating video, I need to talk about using AI to create video because that is where we are right now. So I have some work ahead of me for the summer. And I would just encourage you to come over to our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology community. Let's start some discussions. Nobody has the answers right now. We're all in this together, trying to figure this out and learn as we go along. So come along there and let us learn together. Thank you so much for listening in again. If you enjoy this, please share this with a friend and give us a rating. And that takes two seconds just to click on some stars for us on your podcast player. If you have any more time, a review would be even uh, more appreciated. And uh, obviously, we would love you to come back next week and keep listening to the show. So I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.